Hey, welcome to Seeing 2020, the podcast centered on candid conversations about the confusing thoughts we have and things that happen in our 20s and the clarity that hindsight often provides. Grab a cup of tea, a glass of wine, or get comfy on your commute to work. We're so happy that you're joining our conversation as we figure it all out together. excited I was saying. We're really excited to see you guys again. We'll not see you, but have you here. Yeah. We can't see you. That's hard. Unfortunately, we would love it if we could. Yeah. That's creepy. Anyway, <laughs> um, so this episode is called Romance, Roses and Reality. Um, and we thought that with the new season of The Bachelor, um, what a great time to be talking about reality TV. I mean, is there a better time than when Bachelor is on? I mean, um, Love Island, Mass, Mass. Love Island, Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, the list just, does go on. Yeah, it, there's, there's a lot of these things, and clearly there's a reason why, mm. which is because we love them, or we love to hate them. Yeah, you're either in one camp or the other. Yeah, or sometimes both. Mm. I don't know. So have you been watching Bachelor? I actually haven't this time round, which is a bit of a, um, a change for me, because... Last year, slash earlier this year, I watched all of Bachelor, all of Bachelorette, all of Bachelor in Paradise, all of Maths, and all of Love Island, and just recently, all of Love Island UK. Wow. So. That's commitment. You know, I, I know, I know. <laughs> and I, and I, when I say I watched it, like, every episode, every episode. And there was I not just... a snog to be missed. <laughs> no, but all the snogs, all the snogs. But yeah, I, you know, I actually did watch the first episode of this Bachelor, and I just couldn't quite get around it. And I don't know mm. if I just didn't stick with it enough, or if my brain was just like, you know what, Alice, you need you need a break from this. Like, let's watch something else for a little bit. But... What was it that made you go, oh, you know what, not this season? Because I, I am watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I don't know because everything that I can say, it's like it's always that's always been the case. So I don't know why I just wasn't really buying it this time, but just the first episode with all the girls coming in and what's his name, Matt? Mm. Matt's on the carpet. It just, it just seems so staged to me, which I know it always does. Like the first episode is always very much like that. But yeah, I mean, maybe if I'd watched episode two and three, I would have gotten into it. It's not too late. It's not too late. Oh no, there's plenty of time to get invested. (laughs) But how are you finding it? Look, honestly, much the same as you, and much the same as I find all reality TV. I'm I'm in the camp of love it and love to hate it. I, I switch between the two. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is to do with the fact, like, I think I like it in the sense that, you know, there's a storyline that you're probably going to get out of this that is reproduced every season, which is finding love, which mm. is, you know, the drama, you know, who's the caddy one, what's happening here, and it's, you know, it is all overproduced. But that's also kind of why I hate it, because I'm like, I know what I'm getting here. Why am I reading the same story or, like, watching the same story over and over? Yeah. And I think also just with The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, actually, I mean, obviously it's such an artificial situation, but there's something that just doesn't feel right or nice about having this one guy and these 20 girls Mm. or vice versa whereas like even though I do think Love Island is like trashier in a lot of ways it's definitely a step down in one sense I also kind of think that maybe it's a bit more natural because people are can just like get to know each other and people have is that the same feeling you get with Bachelor in Paradise yeah actually in all honesty 
I think part of me watches Bachelor and Bachelorette, so I know the contestants and like their backstories going into Bachelor in Paradise, because that's where the real like like that's true drama happens. That's that's where the real entertainment is, where you can get the most out of it almost. Yeah, and you always have your favorites, and like, there are multiple the... storylines happening. Yeah, actually, and I I think the thing is that with reality TV, I end up kind of finishing dinner and it'll be on around the same time so I'm mm-hmm. like oh okay I'll sit down for a little bit and watch or like sometimes I'll stay for the whole episode because I'm like ugh that reading can wait till tomorrow but <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it's kind of a wind down in a lot of yeah. ways and I think that's where I get the comfort of the story like I know how this is going to turn out I know he's probably going to send someone home the editing is telling me this the music alone is telling me that he's interested or not in this person yeah. and then people end up kind of I don't understand how some people can end up shocked when someone goes home and like no that was that was pointed out yeah a lot of the time or you've already seen the promo or even you've seen a spoiler if you're a day mm. late but somehow you're still you're still so hooked you're still so invested yeah and, okay I think the thing that I really love about these shows is the same thing that I love about like Game of Thrones or Friends or Brooklyn Nine-Nine is that you have that friend or that group of friends that we go and talk to and we're like, oh my god, did you see that? Like, what happened last night? And we, we can have this breakdown, which is literally what we're doing right now. Yeah, and obviously, like, some of that is quite, like, superficial and, like, we're just talking about quite, like, I don't know, surface-level things. Oh, yeah. But then at the same time, I feel like it does kind of pave the way for, like, some more interesting conversations about, like, relationships and hmm. dynamics and things like that. Like, I feel like sometimes you can use it as like a jumping off point to talk about a lot of other things yeah it's just like like an icebreaker yeah nice to have a similar point of reference yeah yeah and i think a lot of the time even if you can't you know you see that it's really superficial and scripted and you know the producers have said go and say this or whatever you you can kind of take it as asking yourself oh would I do that in that situation? Or you can use an analogy when you're with your friends and be like, oh my God, but remember when this happened and this girl did this and then it ended like this? Yeah. Like you kind of almost use it as, not an example, I guess, but it is a jumping off point. Yeah. And and some of the, um, like I still follow the Instagrams of some of the girls from the Honey Badger season. Like I loved Brittany. She actually started a podcast. yeah. I know actually I saw that on her Instagram. I just haven't checked it out yet. But um I think she's great. Mm. I think she's like living her best life. And yeah. Any life without he who must not be named must be an alright life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even like Cass Cass Wood. Like it's been really nice watching her like new relationship thing. It's just like, oh, you go girl. Like you do feel kind of attached to these people. Yeah, um, if you don't fall in love with the storylines that they give you, you'll fall in love with the people's stories. Yeah. Because even though, like, reality TV is produced and arguably somewhat scripted or whatever it is, Mm. the people are real people. Yeah. Like, for the most part. (laughs) Um, Which I I think is why people do still get so attached to the shows. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, I know in the States they do scout people for the show. Um, I don't know if they do that here. They do, actually. There you go. Yeah, they do. Well, I I know they did for maths. I don't really know about... Bachelor. I don't really know about Bachelor. I'm pretty sure... I know Love Island UK, they definitely approach people based on their Instagram and stuff. Mm. But I think... I imagine it's the same here, but I don't really know. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to confirm, but you would think that it's a regular TV format kind of thing. I imagine so, yeah. I think as well the thing that I'm liking about this season is... I mean... They really pitched it as, this is the smart bachelor, you know? <laughs> he wears glasses and he's got a degree and he's got a really smart job that nobody can say. Like, that's really what they were aiming for. And they've gone with that. But I like that, A, he's not a celebrity. Mm. 
B, like he's not he's not a previous contestant either. Yeah. Whose story we can follow. I like that he is an, a fresh start. I like that mm. the women are a fresh start. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. As much as it is about like a, a bunch of attractive people being put together in mm. artificial dating situations, um, like they do, they are kind of focusing a bit more on the other things that people have going on in their lives. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of them are engineers or like nurses, and I don't know if we have ever. I'm not sure about the occupations of previous mm-hmm. contestants, but I'm feeling like we're getting a lot more university kind of careers in this season, mm-hmm. and it's because of that pitch and that that mm-hmm. angle that they've taken. Yeah, either we're getting more of it or we're getting more of a focus on it, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. I think the other reason that we like this kind of genre so much and this specific reality TV where it is focused on love is because it, t- it taps into the exact same thing that the Nicholas Sparks movies and the rom-coms do. It's that fantasy of, oh no, there's a, you know, a dress in the woods. Like, that was it. I don't know, you, you, you wouldn't have watched it. But, like, in one of the episodes, <laughs> there, in one of the episodes, there was, like, a suit and a dress hanging from this tree in the middle of the woods on oh one gosh. of the dates. And they were like, oh, well, I guess we have to get ready in this, which was very, you know, kind of contrived. But, like, also I tapping... Love it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it also taps into that, oh, my God, it's, it's such a fantasy, you know? It, yeah. has, it has the same kind of thing. I mean, and... Like, when do you come across us... an orchestra in the woods? It doesn't happen. You know where it happens? Nicholas Sparks novels. Yeah, or The Bachelor. Or The Bachelor. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we also just love love, don't we? Yeah. Um, and whether you, whether you think that The Bachelor is about love or not, I guess, is like up to you. But um, it is a nice fantasy. Mm. And if it's not about love, it's about a good laugh. Because you, you, can't, you, ha- you can't have a good little lol. You have a bit of a chuckle to yourself every now and then watching yeah. The Bachelor. Yeah. On the, on the flip side of that, to what extent do you think it is just like sex cells and objectifying beautiful men and beautiful women? and Oh, that's a lot of it. Which is like slightly less glamorous or nice to think about? Yeah. I don't know. I think as well, like... One of the girls on there who can speak Chinese, mm. she's really, like, first of all, that's a talent. Mm. I don't know many people who aren't of a specific culture or ethnicity that can speak the language of that. Yeah. Like, it's it's a rarity. And yet she's, like, being portrayed as this girl who's, like, always talking about China, which maybe she is, but also, I don't know, it kind of takes away from the talent and it's kind of, it yeah. cuts them down. So even though we do have a focus on being people, like, having people that are really smart and bright yeah there is also this like tall poppy syndrome almost that's come in of being like oh but it's still a you know a jokey reality show and we can still make a meme out of it you know yeah yeah which i again i'm all about but then i'm not in some respect it just depends i guess yeah but yeah i think it is it can be very funny i think the editing is quite hilarious sometimes when they're having a bit of a tiff and and there was one that happened the other day and that was just like oh no, I don't know the truth, my head hurts, it's so hard being The Bachelor, which I'm sure it is. It's a very stressful situation. Like, that's, that's, That you, you know, put yourself in Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think that it is kind of funny to have those moments of like, well, yeah, like, you kind of, you guys all signed up for this. Like, yeah, and it is relatable as well. Like, you know, watching people, people date and the awkwardness. And who hasn't overreacted little... to something? And, yeah. And being like, I don't know what to do. And then had a friend go, maybe just talk to them. Like, oh, genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, um, when I was religiously watching Married at First Sight mm. earlier in the year, I guess, and I would 
I would like have it down on the TV in my share house downstairs and my housemates just they didn't really get it which is fine but I, I was having fun um and I remember having a conversation with one of my housemates and she said you know what I don't know how I feel about this ethically because you're taking a bunch of people who really want to find love or find a partner right which I would say is arguable in the first place because let's face it there are a lot of people that do go on these shows for publicity yeah but there are also people that do go on it genuinely seeking connection and love and whatever you've got your Cam and Jules kind of couple Cam and Jules my god God. Um, so cute but she said you know I don't know how I feel about it ethically um, taking people who want these kind of relationships and putting them in a situation where they're really unlikely to get it Mm. which was really interesting actually because at the time I remember being like what what why do you think it's so unlikely like like you said, well, so my reaction would have been, well, they haven't really been put in the situation. They've put themselves in it. They've signed up. Totally, totally. But but is it being marketed to them and oh. to us as a situ- as a kind of environment that's conducive to strong, stable connections and marriage? That is true. When actually, it's short lived whirlwind romances and drama for television yeah they've kind of held on to a few couples that have lasted and been like look you can find it too yeah Yeah. so I don't know I think she does kind of have a point like is there something is there something kind of icky about it like are people being used I don't know I don't know Um, but like you said people are choosing to put themselves in these situations and some people come out of them really happy and some people come out saying you know I didn't know what I was getting myself into Mm -hmm. which I think you can say for almost any experience in life. You don't really yeah. know till you're there. A lot of the time anyway. It's interesting with Love Island as well. Um, like a lot of ex-contestants have come out a year or two later and talked about, you know, having quite severe mental health issues after the shows and stuff like that, which, yeah, I guess ethically you've got to think about that as well, like how much mm. a... And you'd hope that the shows are taking care of that in some capacity. Exactly, yeah, but... And I think it varies show to show and probably season to season and mm. producer to producer um, and whatever. So many things vary, but I do think people, there are people who do get kind of, who do get hurt by the process and not taken care of. But I think while while it's kind of icky, it, that that's a very outsider kind of mentality to have and I have it like we both have it because we've been there like that's such a silly show but then as soon as you're mm. in the audience and like in yeah. in the watching like of it it's hard to break away because you're, you're on the in you kind of get the inside jokes you feel jokes. like you're there yeah yeah I, I think that's the difference isn't it because like I only started watching these shows last year mm. right I never used to do it and I'd go to a friend's house and they'd be watching it and I'd be thinking why do you watch this garbage, right? And then there's me and then watching you become five the different trash. seasons. Yes. I know. <laughs> um, but it, it's such a different experience when you when you have kind of watched it every day. And also things like Love Island that are on literally every day. Mm. I think Maths was on oh, for a good portion of the well, week. It was on. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, you do, you know, an, an hour of your day. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it, it really becomes a big part of your life. <laughs> I honestly, by the end of maths, I think I ended up, I will, I, I think I just stayed for like Cam and Jules because I knew that was going to be a happy ending basically. And I was like, mom, dad, you can catch me up or whatever <laughs> happens in the rest of it. Or yeah. like, 
I'll watch a little clip on YouTube and that will be it because the hour is just too long and a lot of it's just repetition of what happened five minutes before you went to the ad. Yeah. So th- there's a question then. Do you think it's a time waster? <sighs> a little bit. Yeah. Depends. I feel like we know that when we're doing it though. We know. Yeah. It's like this is a waste of time. I but... think, but okay, if it gives you some kind of, I don't know, um, creative like inspiration or something or yeah. like like this but we've done almost a whole episode on what reality tv and the romantic kind of reality mm. tv genre means to us as 20 year olds yeah and like how we take it and all the issues that kind of revolve around it and why we do it which is basically that bit of escapism yeah which is what this is but is that escapism a waste of time well no i mean you kind of need that release yeah. if, if that's what you want if you want to do that in another way and listen to this podcast plug 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 then that's <laughs> that's your escapism for the week yeah you know? and, and like, is that and is that such a bad thing like if it's a waste of time and like yeah an hour out of your day it is a lot it's a lot but also like we all need downtime right? hmm. oh also um I don't know if any of you guys know Grace Fit UK. I think she's changed her name to Grace Beverly now. She's like this fitness YouTuber. She's great. Um, she introduced me to the idea of Love Island cardio. Oh. Which is where, like, whenever Love Island's going, you, like, go to the gym and you watch Love Island at the gym. See, that's good because it's like a double up. Yes. It's, it's being productive. It's really, really good. And it's really fun and there are all these rules and there's, like, you know, 20,000 people in the UK that do it. And... That's a whole culture. <laughs> I know. And I actually did that last year with The Bachelor. Um, That's a phenomenon, like, basically. Yeah, wow. because the, the gym at my uni had, like, the TV. Like, you could do the TV thing on the treadmill. Um, We're not baby boomers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but um, that worked great for me. Like, That's so productive. It was, yeah, it was great. And it was like, yeah, two birds with one stone. Got my escapism. Got my exercise. I loved it. Yeah. And yeah. then you can go on and do productive things and not feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a problem if you spend, like, you know, days on end watching, oh, like, a, a binge reruns of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But, but you know what? Also, you do you. But does that fall into the same category as Friends when we do reruns of that? I mean, we weren't alive when it was airing, really. But we've seen the episodes enough now. Friends is different. It's, di- <laughs> <laughs> it's different. <laughs> Uh, but I think, yeah, I think it is a bit of escapism, and I think that there is a level of relatability. Yeah. I know that Lena Dunham recently wrote an article, I think, defending Love Island, where she was basically saying that she related to one of the girls' stories because she had gone through a heartbreak similar to her. And so even though it is quite trashy and contrived and, you know, all the rest that comes with it, it, there is something that is positive that can come out of it depending on how you look at it yeah and i think as long as like we don't fool ourselves into thinking oh this is reality this is what dating's like this yeah. is how every woman looks like you know things like that i feel like as long as we can appreciate that like okay this is a dressed up tv show yeah. but you can take the little sparks of reality in it and yeah as long as you've got a critical eye i yeah. think and and a sharp mind while you're watching it you'll be fine yeah so on that note, thank you guys so much for checking in with us. Yeah, let episode. us know who you think is going to uh, be in like the top three of The Bachelor. Who are your picks? Ooh, yes. Because I want to know. I personally think that it's going to be Chelsea or Ellie. You know what the Ellie. issue is? Now I, now now I want to watch it. Yeah. We're going to get Alice hooked on it, guys. I swear. It's going to happen. We'll check in every Probably week. Probably will. Probably will. <laughs> 
you so much for listening to this episode of Seeing 2020. You can follow us on Instagram at seeing underscore 2020. And don't forget to follow this podcast on Spotify. If you have a friend or 20 you think would love to join our conversation, please share this podcast with them. In the meantime, we hope you have a beautiful day and we'll talk soon.